Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Do, 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 ba, da, bum. Welcome back. We are an advice podcast where we give, you guessed it, advice. Uh, my name is Megan and I'm joined by my co-host, producer, and the only reason why anything gets done, Melissa. Hello. I'm so happy to be here today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be a guest on um, Jimmy Fallon. Thank you. What, who's the one that like laughs at everything? Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Say something. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good impression. I won't lie though. Like I do find it like if I was a guest, I would love that. Like I would find it like really comforting for someone to laugh at my jokes, even if they weren't funny. I would find it annoying. I think I fully understand that for you. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in the minority. Like it would just make me feel comfortable. But I, I do love the people. Who is it? Um, Dakota Johnson. Who she? Like, oh. I thought you're supposed to let people talk on your show. <laughs> she. I love her so much. I've loved her since the first month I saw the um, first Fifty Shades of Grey movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This girl is so funny, like so great at this role, and like not what you would have expected, uh-huh. like the performance." And I was like, "I fucking stand her I do too." And then I went back and watched this. Uh... Fox show that she was on that was very short lived, but she was really good. What in show? It. I don't even remember. Okay. It was like her and a guy that played her brother, and she was like a young mom, and her brother had to move in because of I don't even remember. Yeah. And it sounds it like really a canceled funny. Fox show. Yeah, but it was really funny. Like <laughs> she was great in it. She's great. Yeah, I just love her. And the icon, we if we didn't have her, we would never have the iconic line. That's not true, Alan. You were invited. <laughs> I think about it daily. You um, tweeted about it recently. I, I did. Someone was like, wait, I have no idea what's going on. And then the rest of the people were like, knew exactly what was going on. I think about it a lot. Um, well, if you guys want to call in for an episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Com. So yeah, we are a call and advice show. You leave voicemails, you tell us what's going on in your life, what you need some help with, and then we use our amazing, wonderful, life-changing um, brains, or our brains, our beautiful, wonderful, <laughs> giant, super smart brains to give you life-changing advice. Super smart and super juicy brains. Got a ju- I got a big old b- bodacious juicy brain. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I mean, a brain does kind of have like a, ha- an ass crack. Yeah, and it's juicy. It, if it's not I don't juicy, think about it. No, too much. then it dries out and then no, you're stop, dead. Stop, 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 stop. It's just moving around. I don't like brains. I don't like brains. I don't like to... It's probably you why... You heard it here. Megan doesn't like to give hit. <laughs> well, that's actually not drowning. <laughs> <laughs> that one specifically, but, you know. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's our... Uh, that's what we are. That's what we're about. And if you're going to leave a voicemail, which we encourage you to do, or you can send us the voice messages. Keep it under three minutes. You'll be cut off. Otherwise, 18 or over, have your parents' permission to call in. Let us know your pronouns and practice. Write it down and then read it because that's how you can get a potential gold star or at least a shout out from Melissa. Mm-hmm. We've got a pretty long update. So we're going to keep our our chit chat to a minimum at the beginning. But I do have to... Fuck, what was I going to... I knew something specific I was going to ask you. Would you like to share with the class your exciting news? I'm moving. <laughs> I'm so excited that I am getting out of my tiny one bedroom apartment and moving into a house. And it's very cute. I sent Megan pictures. It's so fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I just like can picture you like at the front door, just like, hello. I'm getting like rocking chairs <gasps> Stop. to put on the front porch. Are you going to yell at people? I'm not going to yell at people, but I'll sit out there and quietly judge, judge as I sip lemonade. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's like on it, the American dream. I mean, I, I feel like I'm finally like a real adult now. Oh, hey, that is like, you are not a true adult until you are calling your neighbors youngins and you're mm-hmm. being like, they need to slow down on this road. Speaking of neighbors. Mm. 
my next door neighbor that I speak about quite often on this show. Um, she, yesterday I was walking up to my door and she was standing out with another neighbor and I, and I put my mask on and she was like, half the time I see you, you have on a mask and half the time I see you, you don't. And I was like, half the time that you see me, the majority of the time that you see me, you're in your house. No one's out here. If I'm walking to my car, I don't have a mask on. Also, she never has gone a mask <sighs> and is unvaccinated and is like over 80. That is like, at that point, I'm like, someone should do a wellness check on you. Cause like she has family over all the time. So it's not even that. <sighs> I, that. <laughs> Old people. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't have to say anything. You could have just said yeah. hi. And I could have kept going to my door. I thought it was going to be like, because she's a fucking creep. I thought it was going to be like, it's her peering into your window. I was like, yeah, I, I don't mean, have a mask on inside. She is I a mean, creep, like, but I don't... like, she's creeping at me from the inside of her apartment. Yeah. Like, she'll literally like watch and like yell out like, hi, Melissa. Like, that's being a creep. She, she's a fucking creep. Yeah. I'm so and excited. A nosy ass creep. I'm excited for you to not have to. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Because the neighborhood that I'm moving to is like a very like trendy neighborhood. Oh, we love a trendy yeah. neighborhood. It's a lot of good like walking places to go to, to eat and stuff. I'm so, so excited for you. Me too. I can't wait to go over. I can't wait to record there. It's going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. You've I, And I'm jealous that you're getting rid of your neighbors. Our weird ass fucking neighbors who play with, this is no knock to Star Wars fans, but they play with, like f- full-size replicas of lightsabers and they're the kind that like make the crashing sound when they hit each other oh and they gosh. play with them outside like right outside one of like our windows and so we can hear everything and they had like probably like 40 people over yesterday just like hanging out in their garage do they dress up yeah okay i've seen them you walking have. in their dressed up mm-hmm. outfits mm-hmm. they also fence they do a lot of weird fucking shit like no offense and i really only say this because like they're the same people who like they're they larping well as someone who's larped i am not really there to, i can't really pass judgment on someone granted i was larping as like a friend of a larper i was like sure i will attend weed wine i'm there um but they like had like 50 people over yesterday and they were just, I don't know what they were doing. I think was making a joke to Mons, which I was like, he was like, do you think that they're like, like watching something? He's like, I think they're like playing a drinking game. And I'm like, I think they're playing Settlers of Catan. He's like, they're not. And I was just like, you know, ragging on them. I'm sure mm-hmm. it sounds like a fun, I mean, I'm sure it's a fun game, but like, I was just making fun of them. But they literally were like, nobody's wearing masks. And like, it's not even just that like, sure we're in LA you're outside but like we're in LA Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like wear a mask don't invite like 50 people over but it was just like I didn't even feel like a crotchety old person I was just like you guys are so annoying like I'd be like yelling from across the street when friends are coming over they're like Jessica is that Jessica oh my god what's the hundred hair and it was just like so obnoxious and it was until like 3 30 in the morning and they were just like screaming no I wouldn't have but I was gonna say there's no like legit place you can call and be no. like shut the fuck up i know mox, <laughs> mox and i were joking that it kind of made us want to get like because like we're not going to call the police on someone for like mm-hmm. a noise complaint anywhere here regardless of like what they're doing um but mox and i were saying that we should invest in um some like scary masks so then we could just like go outside and then hide. i don't think it would scare them though i know we thought that that, that we would have to really specifically like pick something for them that like 
it, yeah, because we were like, I feel like they were just big. Like, oh, no, great reference. Like, come it was on. probably one of their. They'd probably think it yeah. was one of their friends. Probably? No, <laughs> I was just like, you're. So, it was just so obnoxious. You know, the kind of people where like, it's like when you're hanging out with someone and they're like talking so loudly, and you're like, you don't know how loud you are. Like, it was everyone was like that, and they were just screaming. And I'm like, we can all hear your like really lame, mundane conversations. And, like, it was just oh gosh, so horrible and they were like getting in the way that i couldn't hear the fucking announcers as i'm like watching the olympics and i first thought that maybe they were watching the olympics and then i like kept going through the channels to see if any of it matched up with like their exciting cheers it was nothing absolutely nothing they're probably watching some type of larping competition yeah maybe i don't know what larping really is and that's the thing that like I am like all for like the nerds and I'm like, fuck yeah, nerds, revenge of the nerds, do all your, but like, it was like nerds that were growing out like a, like a fucking fraternity. <laughs> and it was like, it was like the annoyance that you get by like being around like drunk frat boys, but they were nerds. I'm like, I thought better of you fucking bitches. That's like what you think. I had higher standards. That's what you get for setting standards. I, it's from, from men. <laughs> fucking that's on me. Ugh. Well, well. Let's get into the update. Let's do it. Um, so my call was back in like 2020 in the very beginning before the pandemic became like huge. Um, I was still in the live shows. Becca, I believe, Becca Martinez was your host. And um, I was the one whose boyfriend, like all in one breath was like, I don't know how to be just friends with girls. Also, I'm bisexual. And I was like, this is all things that you figured out in therapy. That's great. But uh, we need to actually like have a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had been planning on going to a birthday party for one of his girlfriends. Um, and I was like, not going to be able to go until like an hour before the party was supposed to end. And I was like thinking, should I ask him to wait for me to go to the party? Cause I feel kind of weird about him hanging out with his girlfriends like after he told me that uh but I never did um so that's an update part of that I never talked to him about it um the only thing I said was to have boundaries which he totally deflected yeah um so here it goes um so I'm bisexual too I never thought like being bi was like an issue and so I like never really brought that up the only issue with me was that he literally said I don't know how to be just friends with girls I've been in a relationship with this guy for three years and this is my first time hearing about this so that raised a few red flags obviously and the one girl I was worried about was the one throwing the party oh yeah that sucks yeah yeah and then when I got to the party finally her shirt was like hanging below her bra and so I was just being nice and moving it up and she yelled at me for that she was like don't look out for my modesty and I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) um and we're like all theater people so we're dramatic as fuck so I was just like okay whatever like yeah um, we had a couple of conversations about it and I did say like, it is kind of weird to me that you have this like friendship with this girl and you're kind of like secretive when you text her and you're, you have like a nickname for her in your phone. And he kept deflecting, deflecting saying like, well, we're just friends. We're just friends. 
And then a month later, he breaks up with me. So this was all like in February. And then he breaks up with me in March. Uh, like three days before the episode had aired. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Yeah. So when I watched that episode, I was like, ooh, great. Awesome. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. So he breaks up with me and says he wants to like explore his sexuality. He doesn't feel the same way about me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you, I can't stop you from breaking up with me. And you just figured something out about yourself. That's like kind of something you need to explore. So I'm just going to go ahead and let you do that. Um, obviously like it was really heartbreaking, but I wanted to let him, you know, explore and give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I asked him, was it for a person? Did you break up with me for a specific person? And he said, no. And that girl had been messaging me through Instagram. Like even after the breakup, we were just talking about mundane things, uh, masks in the Heights for some reason. Um, and then, uh, in like June of that year, I went to go look at her profile to see if she was moving somewhere. Cause, uh, they had just graduated and, uh, she didn't show up. So she had blocked me and his best friend lives with me. So I asked him, I was like, why did what's her face block me? <laughs> And he goes, he just like basically told me everything. And so I messaged him and I'm like, dude, you lied to me. And um, literally he did not want to talk about it. He was like, I don't have time for this. I don't need to talk about this with you. I'm tired. And I was like, you literally said, we are going to be friends after this. And you have kept your word up until a certain point. And I think it's because what's her face told you, you cannot be friends with me. Um, and so I was like, we can't be friends. Like 100%, we're not going to be friends. You dumped me for this girl that I was worried about. I asked you, you lied about it. It's one thing to like leave me for somebody, but to say we can stay friends when you leave me for somebody. Somebody no. you know too. Like and somebody is... we both know. It's like, no, I'm not going to stay friends with you. Not to, I don't want to interrupt your flow, but so what did his friend, what did your roommate say? Like when you asked him, like, did he say like, oh, they're dating or what did he say about your ex and this girl? So he kind of acted like he didn't know what was going on at first. Your He's roommate, like, uh, his best friend. Yeah. Okay. He was like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, I think they're just like kind of, good friends and then I was like no show me her Instagram there's a reason she blocked me and it was a picture of them at the beach which by the way he fucking hates the beach it's like so, that lord song <laughs> you say you love the beach I know you're, you're a damn liar you know yeah. see exactly <laughs> yeah he hates the beach I can never get him to go with me and so it's like of course they're dating if he's at the beach with this girl mm -hmm. yeah like what what else would he be there for so yeah, he, he eventually told me the truth. Cause like he wanted to look out for his friend, but he also like loves me. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, like, I'm not going to lie to you, but it was also none of his business. So I don't blame him for kind of wanting to hold back a little bit. Yeah. So eventually, like, I don't know what happened between, I basically told him like, we can't be friends. And then another one of our friends had invited me 
to uh, some like Zoom party thing. And I just like, and my ex-boyfriend wasn't there. And I just like over the Zoom call was like breaking down crying. And so we like went out to a breakout room and he was like asking me, what what is going on? Like, why are you crying? And I like told him the whole thing. And he said that he had talked to my ex-boyfriend, this random friend had talked to my ex-boyfriend and said that he wanted to still be friends with me and that this girl wasn't that serious because she was moving to Hawaii. We're in like California. So Hawaii, that's really far. Is she like a native Hawaiian? Mm. No, and there's more about okay, that. Okay, so she's a, she's she's a she's a current debt current time colonizer for sure. Got it. Got yeah, it. Got current it, got time it. colonizer. Current time colonizer. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, so basically, after I told him this, I um, I texted my ex and said, like, look, we were together for three years and like friends before that. I want to at least like try to be friends. Um, and I brought up that he had cheated. Um, like whether it was physically or emotionally, it was still cheating in my mind. Uh, and he went off on me. And so I just stopped talking to him. And then I found out a week later, he had broken up with this girl because he told her, uh, what I had said. And she was like, you need to, you need to cut her off. You need to block her. You need to, um, you need to tell her like to fuck off. And me who didn't really do anything wrong, um, was like okay (laughs) yeah and so he broke up with her because she was like trying to control his life and she made him go to the beach yeah and he hates the beach beach. what a bitch uh so they break up and then i'm trying to move out of my parents house into like some uh I don't know. It doesn't matter. So I'm trying to move and I didn't have anybody to help me move. And so I was like, yo, you should help me move. And then, so like, as he's like helping me move, he tells me the entire story of like how they dated and all of that stuff. And the only thing that stuck out to me was that like in the area she was living, um, there was a BLM protest going on and she was freaking out about it, like not in a good way. She was mm. like, I can't believe they're coming over here. That's so crazy. Like, I don't want them to burn down my house. And I was like, why would you be with somebody like that? And he's like, yeah, like she was low-key racist. Uh, yeah. Well. And backtrack to the party, he's Latinx. Um, and... <laughs> There was another uh, Spanish speaker at her party and she like went over to him while I was standing right there and was like, such and such, come say hi to my friend and speak Spanish to him. Oh my God. So like he's <laughs> he, such secondhand embarrassment. I know. It's disgusting. I, what a, she what? sounds like a handful. She does. Oh, I know. Ugh. I mean, I think uh, that all, like this, like to me, scream like going. It goes all back to your original call. Like he doesn't know how to be friends with women, and like I think even him breaking up with that girl, I think that like 
that to me is also kind of like, a, I can't be friends with women because this, a friend would call you out on your, not that like him being friends with you is like bullshit or anything like that. But the fact that he can't be just friends with girls applies when you guys were in a relationship to the girls that he was friends with. And then when he's in a relationship with someone else, it also applies to the people that he's saying he's friends with, even if it's like an ex, yep. like he just, he can't be friends. He can't be friends with women. He can only see them in like, a romantic kind of way and it applies like obviously it's like it and I don't think it's like I don't think it would make me feel better in any sense of it that like the if I was dating him the female friends that he had he had a hard time seeing them just as friends but even when you break up he has a hard time seeing you as just a a friend and like he needs he I know you said he's in therapy but he needs way more he stays in therapy Yeah. So like after, after we were all vaccinated and everything, like a month or so ago, I went to lunch with him and we were just talking about, um, like what we're going to do when the world kind of goes back to normal, when like most people are vaccinated and the dude starts crying because he, (laughs) and this is really sad. Like I feel bad for him, but like, he's got some slight issues just being around people in general like he gets angry and I was the one of the only people that he said that to like he spoke to about that because he hasn't been going to therapy because he lost his insurance okay yeah so he needs to go back yeah I mean that girl like had nothing to worry about though because like I'm not an idiot though Like, I'm not going to get back with somebody, even if we've been together for three years, I'm not going to get back with somebody who broke up with me to be with someone else. Well, I mean, how you get them is how you lose them. So regardless of like, I, I think the logic, the logic like goes out of her brain at that moment because they, like you said, they definitely, whether it was like physical or emotional, um, or anything like it, it happened during your relationship with her. So she, Mm -hmm. without a doubt doesn't feel that secure in her relationship because she's like, if you did it with me, you'll do it to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, it's an easy target to think of like the ex like that, especially when personally, if I, I would, my biggest advice is like, don't be friends with him. Like there's like, there's no need for any of that. And I think that for her, if she sees like, holy fucking shit, like this girl definitely knows that like shit happened while we were together and she's still cool being friends with him. I don't think that it has any reflection on her feelings towards you. I think it has everything about her feelings towards him being like, oh God, you treated her like, like you fucked her over in this situation. And she's still like being your friend. Like you definitely are still hooking up with her on the side. Like how, like not in like any like slight to you, but I think like all of it is on him, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 100%. And like, uh, in my original update, I was like, oh yeah, he's going to produce my album. Um, cause I gave him voice lessons when he was doing his album and, um, uh, while we were dating, so they were free. Oh, God. And so I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta like pay me back somehow and yeah. produce my album for me. And, um, last night I was hanging out with my best, best friend for the first time in literally forever. And I was kind of, um, breaking down everything that happened and then like how he's currently acting because he's doing the same thing he did when we were together like and um basically he is playing me hot and cold in on a friendship level like we'll be good we'll have like multiple conversations and then just like all of a sudden he's ignoring my messages 
Um, which is what happened when we were in a relationship. And so I'm like, I'm not going to go through that again with the same guy on a friendship level. I am worth way more than how this person is treating me. And um, I decided like, from this point on, I'm not friends with him. I'm not going to reach out to him. I'm going to be cordial because his best friend still lives with me, but then he's moving out in like a month. So I have zero reason to talk to this person at all. And I'm just going to produce my own album. I'm not going to use anybody else. Like just let me muscle my skills. Cause that was like also for him. So he could work out his skills in producing. Cause right. I can do my own stuff. Like I don't need him. I just wanted to help him out yeah. and learn. You've got a really good like sense of perspective now in all of this of being like, not going to be friends anymore. This is the timeline. This is going to be done and all of that kind of stuff. But I do think that probably part of the reason, if you haven't already thought of this yourself, but part of the reason you wanted to like maintain a friendship with him afterwards is you got, you had said that you both had been friends before you were dating and then having him say, can't ever really see like my female friends as just friends. Like there's always something like else there that kind of invalidates your entire friendship you had before you were dating. And like, that can be like a very sucky thing to hear that it's like, oh, surface level friendship. Even if like you had a crush on him or like whatever, like you want, like when a relationship goes from friendship to a relationship, the base of a relationship is friendship. And when it can kind of feel a little bit slighted when someone says like, oh yeah, it can, I would, if it was me, I might feel like, Oh, wow. So you just like, you didn't necessarily want to be my friend this whole time. Like you were friendly to me because you like wanted to like get together and it was like flirtatious and it never went away. And then maintaining a friendship afterwards, I think for me, it would have been me trying to like really validate and prove that we did have a friendship. And it was like, it was different. And it was like, I know he's not friends. Like we had the real friendship that turned into like a relationship and all of that. And I think that like, I think it's totally possible that you had a very real and honest, true friendship then. And that his statement of saying like, I don't know how to just be friends with girls can be like, that doesn't invalidate your relationship or anything like that. I think that that's something that I think it's a really shitty way of saying, I'm letting you know, I'm probably going to become unfaithful to you. And I want to make sure I've given you this kind of vocal warning so I can throw it back in your face afterwards. But if you ever felt at any point, and I don't want to put this in your head, if you're like, yeah, no, I never thought about it. And now I am. But like, if it did ever feel like it was invalidating a friendship, that to me, like that statement of his, I don't even necessarily think it's like a real moment of honesty. I think it is literally like when shitty dudes say certain things to then throw back in your face when they inevitably live up to like the incredibly low standard that they said that they're going to perform at. Oh yeah. It took the dude a year to like finally take accountability for what happened. Yeah. I'm just like, it wasn't me. I didn't do a goddamn thing wrong. Like I was there for you. I pushed you to go to therapy. Like when I tell you I pushed him, I was in tears, by the way. I was like, yeah. And I should, no one should ever be in a relationship like that where your partner is in such a, a, a rough mental state and they refuse to go to therapy and you're the one who pushes them. Like that should be their responsibility yeah you seem like you're in such a good place now and that you've had a lot of perspective and like in the relationship you had perspective too it was just it's just him he's just not who you need to be with and it sounds like he doesn't need to be with anyone at this point anyway but i'm glad that you have realized everything just like on a friendship level too that you're ready to move on yes 
Thank you guys so much for hearing me. Of course. Of course. That's yeah. like a, it's a lot. I can imagine that's like a lot to go through, especially like <laughs> this is like really like been an entire like saga through the pandemic. Yeah. Like it, that it, it's a, it's a lot to deal with. And I can't even imagine like having your roommate be a close friend of yours, but also like his best friend. Like it is our biggest advice is always like cut, cut, cut that person off. But it is like hard. And I think you've done like a really great job throughout all of this. And like, it's great to hear at the end of this that like, you're like, no, I'm boundaries. Like he's moving out, not going to be friends, cutting Mm -hmm. this off. Like, I think that's like a really strong and great thing to do that I can imagine was really fucking hard, especially in the midst of a fucking pandemic. Yeah. That's still going on by the way. Very much. Uh Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone in LA is currently getting COVID. So it's brutal, brutal, brutal. Ugh. Yep, I just go to work and go to my car and go home. Yeah. Valid. Yeah. I just stay inside all day. Mm-hmm. All day. Well, thank you so much for giving us the update. And I did want to say, though, and I don't know if you know this, but the last, that episode that we recorded with Becca was our literal last episode we recorded before the pandemic, pandemic. where mm-hmm. we like stayed at home and all of that stuff. So, like, I you, remember that episode vividly. Yeah. So you're very much like, so the timeline full circle right and the timeline even though it was like weeks later for you like that was the beginning of the pandemic for us so like Mm -hmm. this i yeah i can totally see that timeline crystal clear yeah yeah honestly i feel like on a spiritual level like it was meant to happen this way like the beginning of the pandemic right after we break up and then like right after i figure out like i don't want to be friends with this dude at all i don't want him in my life is when we do the update yeah Mm -hmm. no it's perfect circle And I'm so happy for you in this clarity and you're going to have such a better relationship. Like the next person that you end up dating, whenever that is, it's going to be like, because when you could have a really shitty one, you're like, I have no tolerance for any of this. Like, it's going to be great. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. You did a great job. Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing to be worried about. No, not at all. (laughs) To be, I know you were being vulnerable, but thank you for opening up this. Of course. We love to see growth during a pandemic, but damn, lots of people. Yeah. I love how many people are cutting other people out of their lives, too. Well, well uh, when which, you're stuck, you realize yeah, who's got to stay and who's got to go. Yeah, I've been doing some I was going to say, you've snipping. been trimming the fat mm-hmm. of your, of your, of your I people. Have. I have. I mean, what was it that you... <laughs> it, I mean, it's a phrase that both of us use all the time, but you specifically, we always say like, other people consider us best friends. We we're like, mm-hmm. we're not. But you said the last time we were talking about it, um, you were like, I realized how many people consider me close friends that I consider acquaintances. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, savage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. It's true. So many people are like, I have to see you now that we're vaccinated. I'm like, do you? I'm only reserving that for people that like, I actually consider a friend because it's just, it's still risky. So I've got like three more people that I'm seeing before I go back into my hole. It's a a smart move. I don't know if there's anyone. I weirdly have realized I haven't seen Lily, but I talk to Lily all the time and we FaceTime Mm -hmm. all the time. And I'm like, oh yeah, we haven't seen each other in person, but I think that's the only, I will see her in a month. That's like the only person I haven't physically seen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a time. Um, but let's take a break now. Okay, we're gonna take a break, quick break, a pick break, a quick break, and we'll be right back.
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help 
if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley 
And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed it as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black, and this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We are back from our break and we're going to get into the rest of the calls. It's my Russian accent. Well, should we uh, get into the rest of the episode? Let's do it. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a 23-year-old and my pronouns are she, her, and I live with my boyfriend, who is also 23. We met in college and have been together for four years. We moved in together in his home city of Boston in 2020 and have recently left our apartment for a new lease in a building in our same neighborhood. When we moved in together in 2020, his mom signed a lease in the same building as us. We were both okay with this at the time because it was a very large high-rise and she was not on the same floor as us. The building was in the same neighborhood she had been living in for about seven years and was one of the nicest buildings in the area. Plus, she's single and it was nice having my mother-in-law nearby since I'm over six hours away from my family. His mom now wants to move out of the old building and into the same building my boyfriend and I just moved into. She secretly reached out to our broker and signed a lease for an apartment on the same floor as us. She told my boyfriend this after the fact, and he was really upset about it. He told me living in the same building as her once was weird enough, but now he feels like she's following him around. She claims she didn't realize the apartment was in the same tower of the building complex as us, but I find that hard to believe since we've had her over our apartment before, and the other tower in this complex has a different street number. She didn't even tour this apartment. She just signed the lease and provided checks to the broker without seeing it in person. My boyfriend and I don't know what to do. We both agree that her moving down the hall from us is way too much and that we need our personal space. However, his mom is going through a hard time. She's been divorced for over 15 years. She left her old job in 2020 and hasn't been able to get a new one since. And both of her kids have moved on with their lives. My boyfriend does everything he can to help her. He's helped her complete job applications. He's trying to help her find other apartments that are equally as nice as the one in our building. And he even lets her borrow the car he bought since she had to sell her car. He already has so much stress going on in his life from his job. It's unfair for him and I to have even more stress added on. She's also very upset that we've been spending a lot of time with his dad and his other kids. How do we convince her not to move in with us without hurting her feelings? Thank you guys so much. Love the podcast. I mean, if she wants to get her feelings hurt, she's going to get her feelings hurt. 
What do you mean? Like, in her mind, there is no way that you do this without being like, I think it's very unlikely that she's going to be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that this would be over, like overstepping. Like, I'm so sorry, like blah, blah, blah. I think she made the conscious decision value, like knowing that it's like uncomfortable for them and is like, no, I want to do this. And I think that like, it is a pretty obvious overstepping of boundaries. Oh, 100%. And I think she knows that too. And I think that like the nerve that you have to do to kind of do that, at least in my mind, as someone who like, who knows that, because I think if she would have asked and had a conversation, like that would have been more like, I want to hear you out. Like, I want to hear how you would feel about that. So I don't necessarily think there's anything you can do aside from like, make sure you're not like a raging asshole. But I think like she's going to get her feelings hurt because like she consciously made a choice that like will the nev- like is highly likely to hurt her own feelings. Yeah. I mean, she reached out to your broker, which I think is. <laughs> A little odd she reached out to the broker she knew exactly what she was doing mm-hmm. um and she didn't tell you guys that she was doing it like surprise i mean at this she's already signed the lease like there's nothing really you can do except for set boundaries about like if she's gonna stop over like unannounced or she could tag depending on how long it's been like you can pull out of a lease like if it's but i don't think she's going to no and i think that like yeah i mean i guess that's hard because then at the same time like i think the thing you have to say is like it has to i think like the best way to go about it is like obviously padding it with like we love you we love spending time with you like we enjoyed um there were parts of like living so living in the same building before that we really enjoyed with you um but we would really love to have like our own kind of our own kind of like space in a way that extends past just our apartment Mm -hmm. and like we want to be able to like have you over all the time and like do dinners and like that kind of stuff. Um, and it feels like a little uncomfortable. We wish you would have talked to us first before moving in here. Like it feels a little, it doesn't really feel great to know that like you kind of went behind our backs to do this thing that like does also affect our lives. And we obviously like want what's best for you. And, um, I think maybe it's one of those things you could say, like we, it's not necessarily fair of us to ask you to like go back on this lease. We obviously don't want to put you at a financial place like that, but like if that is possible, we'd love to be able to find a different place for you to live that you like equally as much, which just sounds like your boyfriend is already doing. Um, but if you decide to live in this building, like we need to establish some really clear boundaries. And maybe if you say that, like you said, like if you establish those clear boundaries, maybe she won't want to live in the exact same building. Yeah. I'm just imagining her popping up for dinner or telling you that she made dinner and just like well living in the same expecting you to always be there or she can always come over on the same floor like that's yeah that's like college dorms yeah and that's like not okay and I think that like I understand having especially as you like the partner it's not your parent but like I understand having being understanding that she's like gone through a lot and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, 
her moving on the same floor as her kid and his long-term girlfriend, wife or whatever, does not help her. I think she thinks it does, but like that boundary setting and like that space is healthy for both of you. Like she's Mm -hmm. not going to be able to get out there and like become more independent and like find things that like she's just what she's doing. And obviously don't fucking say this to her, but like she is reverting back to, she no longer has the wife role that she had after her kids moved out. And she's now trying to revert back to a mom role. Well, because she was married. Because it's been like 15 years. Didn't she say that? It's But I would assume that like, it was, you know, if they got, she was, they were, she was married for a while. So she was like the, she was a wife role and then she had kids and she was a mom role. And then her kids needed her up into a certain extent. And then the marriage was done. She didn't have the mom, the wife role anymore. And so even though her kids are grown, she's reverting back to like, okay, let me step in. Like I am like the mom roles, mm-hmm. like you're and she's young again. Yeah. She also isn't working either. So she doesn't have that much to do. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's not, it's just regressive for like everyone. And it's just going to cause more tension. And I think if like your boyfriend says that to her, where it's like, I love you, but I'm really afraid you being this close is going to really hurt our relationship. And I don't want that. Like, I want this. So like, if you are deciding to live here, we need to like really set some clear boundaries because like, I don't want this to hurt our relationship further and like that's hopefully not what she wants either but like yeah there just needs to be like some like why didn't you say anything to us like Mm -hmm. some communication surprise yikes i also want to know if you're like broker like did she say what floor she wanted to live on or did she ask like what floor do you live on like to him that and if that's the case you gotta have a word with your broker too yikes but yeah that's stressful also yeah like you're right because she's not working so and it's like no matter where you are like a lot of people are still working from home a good chunk of the time Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of home you know and mandates are probably going to be she's going to be in their pod yeah i think the thing is like that needs to be addressed with her is like the you didn't tell us this Mm -hmm. Because she think, knew she was doing it. She didn't even go look at the yeah. apartment because she knew it. Well, I already knew what it looked like. And she, I think the reason why she didn't tell you guys is because she knew it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And like she wants, it's like at, uh, ask for forgiveness, don't ask for permission. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is it's manipulative, and like yeah. I think that like I get that she's going through a hard time, but like that doesn't excuse like being manipulative to like your kid and that shit. Oh, well, best of luck. Um, I hope that I think if you go into it with the intention of not trying to hurt her feelings, that's like the best way to like not hurt her feelings. But she 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 kind of hurt her own feelings mm-hmm. <laughs> by putting herself in this position. Oh, should we get on to the next? Let's do it. Hey, Megan, Melissa. I love the podcast. Basically, I'm calling in because I'm not sure if my boyfriend emotionally cheated on me and what I should do next. Short version of the story is we lived together for a period with some other friends when we were at school. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm almost 20. His pronouns are he, him. His other girl's pronouns are she, her. We'll call her Annie. And we lived together in the fall. It was great. We fell in love. We did long distance. He's about two hours away. I don't go back to school because I'm working. He chooses to go back to school for this semester and he starts hanging out with Annie. 
I got a little bit of weird vibes, but I just didn't think about it. Then two weeks later, Annie tells my boyfriend that she likes him. Apparently, she's a little drunk, but I don't have any way to verify that. Then he waits a week to tell me when I'm in person. I say that it makes me uncomfortable, but I'm worried about not being like a chill person, I guess. And so I kind of just let it go. They go on to hang out almost every single day during the semester. And then at the end of the semester, she says that she still likes him. So they decide not to talk. At this point, I've made it clear that it makes me extremely uncomfortable. Then a couple, three weeks later, let's say, he visits me. She swipes up on a Snapchat story and says, hey, why didn't you tell me you were there? If you would have told me, you could have come over to my house for a sleepover. I told him this makes me extremely uncomfortable and he needs to stop talking to her immediately, which he tells me he does. Then about a week ago, he tells me that she reached back out to him. They had a 15-minute normal conversation. And then she told him that she's in love with him and has been and can't stop thinking about him. Then he was supposed to visit me, so he comes anyway. And at this point, I feel really, really terrible. And he says that she tried to kiss him at the end of the semester, which he didn't tell me about until just now. Right now we're on a break, and I told him that he has a lot of personal growth to do, and he knows that. But I'm just wondering, am I being too forgiving? I still love him, but I don't know if I should, but I really do. My friends have given me a lot of different advice, so I'm really interested to see what you guys have to say. Also, we're all going back to school in the fall. Thank you so much. Bye. Oi, 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 oi. I mean, right off the bat, I will say, like, you can, regardless of whether or not, like, our advice is going to be, like, stay or leave, that doesn't negate if you still love him or not. And, like, the whole concept of, like, not to be, like, cheesy, but, like, love isn't rational. Like, people, you can love people who, like, do really shitty things and, like, have hurt you, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't like erase your feelings towards them, but it also doesn't have to mean that because you love him, like that's the sign that you have to like stay together. Mm-hmm. Um, this boy is shady as fuck. He is. Can I just say the one thing that really jumps out to me? She tried to kiss me. No, not even that. Oh, what was when we looked the at the casual tra- one where we could oh, have had a sleepover. sleepover that you don't just drop that casually as a one time thing. This has happened before. Yeah. He slept over with her before. Mm-hmm. More than one time. Yeah. This is like... I think that... I also think like if he... And this is like I'm going to be talking on his character right now. But like I think if he was a really good guy... And he found out that his close friend had feelings for him. He would be like, I need to separate myself from this because I see you as a really great friend and I don't want to confuse you. And I don't want to make that uncomfortable for you or make it any harder for you. And in doing that, I am going to really invest a ton in my relationship because let's be honest, most of the time people who are falling for other people, it's not out of the blue. You're getting like signs or hints that like, and especially like telling someone that like, if you're going to tell your friend who's in a relationship that you have feelings for them, it's not usually because you think that they're not going to say like Mm -hmm. have anything back. It's usually because they've given some indicator or like, I don't want to say like led them on, but like kind of opened up that door a little bit to make it seem like a possibility because that's like a pretty embarrassing thing to just like say to someone 
without knowing that they might feel that way back. So if he was a good guy, he would have been like, I need to separate myself from you so you can like move past this. I don't want to hurt you. And then I need to spend more time focusing on my girlfriend and myself because I have inadvertently given off some sort of vibes or on purpose to someone who has made it seem like I am also interested in them and I need to figure out my own shit. But he didn't do that. They stayed being friends and like he's waiting to tell you in person later and all of this stuff. Like from what you're regurgitating what he, and that sounds like a negative word, but like you are retelling what he has told to you and, and everything's told, about her. And he told the best possible version of what happened. And it's, she did everything. Yeah, she told me she that did. she likes me. Mm-hmm. She tried to kiss me. She did this. She did that. But like, they're hanging out like every single day. She's yeah. not, stalk- is she stalking him? Does he have a restraining order? Because like, otherwise, like he's showing he up there too. To. Yeah. He wants to, he either likes the attention yeah there's not an either he likes the attention Mm -hmm. he really likes the attention he knows how she feels about him and he's doing enough where she felt comfortable enough to try and kiss him and i think if he was this upset about what was going on every time that something happened one, he would, like you said, be putting distance in mm-hmm. between the two of you. And then two, I don't care if he's waiting to see you in person. He should have told you like he could have FaceTimed you. Yeah. And this is like you said, this is the girl that you've worried about. Like mm-hmm. this is the one. And I think that like a lot of the time we focus on like the other woman in this situation or whatever. And like mostly like men intentionally doing that be like she tried to blah 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 but like you said like he gave her an opportunity and signs that made her feel like she was in the right place to try and kiss him Mm -hmm. and he he stayed the night at her place i also think that (laughs) i'm gonna be this sucks to hear i'm gonna say 99 percent of the time when someone says she tried to kiss me it just means we kissed Mm -hmm. i don't know anyone (laughs) who's like been like i was like i'm friends with lots of women i don't know anyone's like i tried to kiss him and he shut me down it's like oh no we kissed like and i think that like he is he like you said he likes the attention of this and he is not shutting down her enough in a way that has made you feel comfortable at all. And I think that like... And it's made her feel very comfortable. Which to me leads to your original thing that like, yeah, I think it's either... I think there's a high... I think it's without a doubt emotional shooting, but I think there's a high chance he like physically cheated too, which like obviously sucks to hear. But your instincts from the start have been very spot on and you guys being long distance and him spending time with her, like that should have been like extra cognizant to make sure that you feel safe, like whatever. And like, this is also coming from like, we are too, I am, I am friends with like dudes who have girlfriends Mm -hmm. and like, there is a certain way that you act and you respect their relationship. Even though there is like, I would like rather like cut off my own arm than fucking kiss any of my guy friends. But like, there is still a way. There's a very respectful way of still being friends with them without making. Well, I mean, even that, but like, 
he knows that she has feelings for her. Yeah. The difference is like with the guy friends that we're friends with that have girlfriends, like we're not, we don't well, have feelings. That's, that's what I mean in the sense that like, this is like, th- that's how a female, like a, like a, like a g- guy, girl, like female man, woman relationship platonically should go. Mm-hmm. And there is no chance that feelings would ever develop because neither party is interested. Yeah. Like the fact that her feelings have developed is because it was cultivated in an environment where like that was an acceptable thing. Also because like from what it seems like you also know her. Mm-hmm. And like that to me is just equally shady because it sends, it typically means that this person has the person that you are in a relationship with in that sense has talked about your relationship in a way that makes it seem like it is it's belittling it or like that is inviting someone else to come in and all of that shit but i don't think i mean we can't tell you to like what to do or what not to do but i think the thing is is like if you're going to forgive him you have to believe him and i don't think you do and I don't think you should because I think he's lying. Yeah. You have the inkling already. You guys are on a break, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, listen to the update that we had. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that will also give you a lot of uh, things to let simmer. Yeah. Because forgiving someone is knowing that the action, knowing the all of the actions that they've done working through it and deciding that you can forgive them and move past it. Mm -hmm. This is basically being like, please suspend disbelief that any of this, this is all in your head, blah, blah, blah. And just ignore it. And that like in the update, you'll hear like that is, that will eventually the rose colored glasses will come off and it will be like a death drop versus Mm -hmm. like a slow wade into it. Yeah. But this sucks. I'm so sorry. Um, and uh, I hope I hope it all goes well. And I hope you give us an update and like you're thriving and everything's great. And, you know, not to put my own two cents in there. I hope he's on the picture. Agree. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, Megan good. and Melissa. Um, I'm 22. My pronouns are she, her. And my boyfriend is also 22, pronouns he, him. So we've been together for about four years now. We um, went to the same college. It was a small school, and we both did um, track together. And we just spent a lot of time together, a lot of nights in each other's dorms sort of thing. Um, He actually ended up getting a job and admissions at our college, and I'm staying at the school another year to get my master's. So this being said, we decided that we were going to move in together. Um, the two of us plus my friends, her pronouns are she, her. The three of us were going to be roommates and get a two-bedroom that we could split, you know, and have cheap rent. Um, but he ended up needing to move into a place in the summer because that's when his job started versus the two of us didn't need to be anywhere until August. So he kind of came with, to me with the idea of him just getting a studio and me and my friend getting our own place. At first, this did honestly kind of hurt my feelings because, you know, the three of us had plans to move in together and I was getting excited to kind of start a life with him. Um, but after explaining it to me further, how, you know, kind of made sense for him to go ahead and find a place and he kind of wanted his own space. I ended up, you know, understanding and being okay with that. Um, fast forward. However, I know that, um, 
with August coming, you know, the two of us got our own place. But I know that he's going to be working full-time, 9 to 5. And grad school, most of my classes are going to be night classes. So we just don't have as much time to spend together as we did in undergrad. Also, he's kind of more social and outgoing. And he's totally fine with just hanging out on the weekends and going on dates and that sort of thing. Versus I'm a lot more um, shy and kind of like a homebody. So I kind of would just prefer to like be able to come home to him sort of thing. And I feel like after dating four years, I don't want to just go on dates. Like, I'm kind of looking for a next step sort of thing. Um, But I'm still at the same time not mad at him for finding his own place. Also, we're not wanting to get engaged anytime soon. I didn't think you guys were going to suggest that since I'm only 22. But I live in the South, and a lot of people I know are getting married right now. But we've talked, and both of us aren't really looking for that anytime soon at least but like I said I do think after being together for four years I kind of do want a next step but I don't know what that would be other than moving in together or getting married and you know he's kind of content where we are but he'd probably be open to suggestions so if you had any that'd be great also I am a Pisces moon so I can be a little sensitive anyway thanks so much love the podcast I think the next step is where you are now is dating or being together outside of like post-grad. Like that's a whole step in itself because now you're, I mean, he has a job. Now you're like in grad school. Situations and circumstances of college, they're not the same anymore. And so the next step is like you going into adulthood, Yeah, I believe. No, I fully agree because like, the next step is <laughs> balancing his full-time work schedule and you being in grad school. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is it. I think that like there are only so many steps in a relationship. And I think the step that you want is moving in together. There's not like an alternative or like an in-between or like something else that like you haven't thought of that mm-hmm. we're going to be able to tell you. It is moving in together. And I think that like what you need to do is evaluate, do you want to be in this relationship? Because it seems like you are ready for that next step and he's not. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And like that can be something that like we're not always on like the exact same plan and path and trajectory like all of the time. But I do think it is important to have a conversation that's not like when you talk about like getting engaged, like, oh, neither of us want that like in the future, blah, blah, blah. And maybe those conversations are more specific when you're having them. But like, does he see wanting to move in together in like a year? Like, is there like a plan? Like, is there something that like is going to happen? Or is it kind of like college dating can be really casual and like, then you're going into like the real world and like it is like actual adulthood. Mm-hmm. So, because the college is kind of just like glorified high school. Yeah. So, I mean, it's high school in some cases away from your parents. Yeah. Without rules. And I think that, like, like you said, like the adulthood dating is the step, but I think you do need to check in and be like, um, I think that logically obviously like he had to move into his own place i also would say like i really would not not recommend moving in with your partner and yes, a roommate. i'm so glad i thought that was going to be where this call ended and i'm so glad that it's not that he, that he's getting his own place which 
to me makes sense if he's like working and stuff and then you guys are still in school i think that makes total sense for what he wants right now well and i think that like moving in with your partner and a roommate is not the next step yeah like moving in with your partner and getting your own place together where it's just you two that would be the next step eventually but if like financially you need to have a third person in there to do it don't do it like i honestly don't think that you guys should live together until after you're done with school yeah because it, you're it's college is a massive commitment mm-hmm. and then like it's hopping from like thing to thing to thing and like you both need to like understand your independence of like being adults and um it doesn't like negate like the importance of your relationship or anything like that but it's probably again because you said you're in the south and people get engaged really quickly mm-hmm. right out of college and all of that stuff that it might feel like keeping up with the joneses like you you want to take the next steps, like prove something to people, but like you don't have to prove anything to anyone. And um, you just have to keep that line of communication there because there is a chance that you aren't on the same page. And he might be like, I don't want to move in together for like at least three years. And if that's not what you want, then you're like, then that's like, okay, I don't want that. I would like to, I'm done with this relationship. I'm going to like meet someone else. I like, I want to do that because I also think that like, I think it's fine, like, to have, like, a homebody versus someone who, like, goes out or whatever. But, like, <laughs> like I think you really want to play house and, like, because you're like, I don't really want to go out on dates. I want to, like, be at home and stuff. And that doesn't work if you have, like, a third roommate friend. Like, that sucks for them. At all. I think this is, like, a great call for him to have a studio and, like, you can kind of play house when you're spending the night there because, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like he has roommates. And then you can still have your own space with, like, your friend living together and all of that. And you guys are on opposite schedules, too, because you're going to school at night. This seems like the best setup. I think because you haven't started school yet, I think let this play out and see. This is the next step and just see how things go. Yeah, that's exactly it. And then I think if, like, after this, like... And you want to talk to him about it, which I think you should talk about like the timeline for what you guys want. And then let him know like that your feelings were, if your feelings are still hurt after that time and you still feel like that, then have that conversation with him about it. But I think that you're probably going to realize in a bit that like, this is actually like really good Mm -hmm. for your relationship. Um, And yeah, it's like another exciting part because like at college too, like if you think about it, like especially if you were like living on campus because you said you spent the night in his dorm all the time and all of that stuff. Like it's like dating someone at camp or whatever. It's like really comfortable. And then you're like, oh, we're out in like the real world now. Like we're getting to do this and like we're doing this. And like, you're going to pick me up for my date. And it's not just like walking to my dorm room. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not just wearing like my college sweatshirt. Like we're getting ready and we're going out somewhere. We're doing, I mean, you know, safely or like he's coming over and like, you want to make sure the place looks all cute. Like it is, it's in its own step and i think also like those milestones in relationships and all of that also um they are they need to be separate from your own personal milestones and graduating colleges and like going to grad school and all that stuff, like you are dealing with a lot of personal milestones and it's not the time to have in my opinion to like throw relationship steps on yep there on top of it yep you're doing your personal shit but i think in like a solid i think you're right in a solid like three months two months you're gonna be like wow this was like what it should have been yeah well, let us know. Let us I know. hope we were right. <laughs> Hi, Megan and Melissa. So I am currently 25 years old. I go by she and her. And I am from Canada, which is an important part of the story. So just as like reference, I am in a PhD program. I'm very feminist. 
and I am very liberal. So my father, he currently lives in Florida. He remarried when I was younger and he's been living in Florida for many, many years. And it's not an issue except that he's developed very right wing kind of attitudes. And this is a problem for me because I am not, obviously. And he is currently refusing to get the COVID vaccine. And I, of course, have it. I've been double vaxxed for a while now. And my dad is just refusing to get it because he just doesn't understand and he's not educated on it and he doesn't see the point. So I've tried talking to him. I told him months ago that I would not see him unless he was vaccinated. Just because that is my way of life, I don't really want to associate with those who aren't vaccinated, just for my health and for other people's health that I care about. So I've been telling him this and every time I talk to him, he still is not vaccinated. Well, tonight I called him again and he is still refusing to get vaccinated. And I made it very clear that I will not be seeing him unless he is vaccinated and that I completely disagree um, with his position on it. And to the point where I said that I'm not even comfortable keeping a relationship with him or talking to him until he gets it. He basically responded with saying I'm bullying him into getting it and that I'm not being understanding of his view, which I understand like where he's coming from. But as my father, he is not able to see his children who live in Canada because of the border. And that's not a good enough reason for him to get it. So I'm struggling a lot with this and I need advice of what I should do. Am I being too harsh by cutting him out and giving him this ultimatum? Or I don't know. I, I just need help. So thank you. Oh, I mean, you know how we feel about an anti-vaxxer? Yep. And almost the entire state of Florida. <laughs> Yep. If my brother's listening, not you, but I do not know why you live in Florida. Uh, um, I don't really know what you need advice on because I think that you're doing everything that you should be doing. Um, he doesn't seem to care enough about himself or you or your, the rest of your, I, I guess she has siblings. Yeah. She said, um, to get vaccinated um and there's only so much arguing that you can do with people that don't want to get vaccinated i think because you said that he was uneducated on the information all that you can do at this point is just share factual data with him Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't read it that's on him yeah i mean i honestly think that like I think you're going about this in the best way possible because I I think that for a lot of first of all you're not you're not bullying. No. And I think the caller knows that. No, totally. Yeah. But like I just am like sir, you're a father. Your child is not bullying you. Um <laughs> I know. But 
I think honestly, cutting off contact with him is a really like smart and strong thing to do. Because I think that like, and I have friends who have parents who are refusing to get vaccinated and they've shared as much information as they can. They've done all of that stuff. And they had to get to a no contact point because like it's so emotionally draining and taxing and it's it's like low key kind of like being in a toxic relationship like it's you are putting all of this forth into it you're just like getting hostility back you're getting like a- anger back and like all of this kind of stuff with like a parent and like in those cases um you need to prioritize your own mental health first. And it sounds like you've gone to a point where it's like, I can't talk to him about this anymore. And I think you're calling into a podcast of two people who are like so pro-vaccine mm-hmm. because you you want us to validate your feelings and your choices. And like, we're validating. You're doing everything right, sweetie. <laughs> you're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing everything that like I would do in this situation. And I think it really sucks. Um, especially coming from a parent. And I'm sure it feels like um, really hurtful. And I think that in separating yourself from him and putting that space between you, you're able to kind of uh, mourn the loss of uh, a parent you thought wouldn't let you down. And you're able to kind of process that and deal with that. And that's pretty impossible to do while you're still in the thick of it with him. And um, Ugh. <laughs> I was thinking that. Ugh. Um, but I'm sure there's probably like a good deal of like literature and like shit written about um, the, like cutting out people like anti-vaxxers and like parents and that kind of stuff online. I would definitely like look into that kind of stuff. And if you're not in therapy and like talking about um, that, my therapist has told us that like that's like one of the things that like a lot of people are dealing with right now in the pandemic um because she like asked she was like are you everyone you i was like oh yeah i'm good she's like oh great because that's like half of my sessions are about people Mm -hmm. who are dealing with friends or family who aren't getting vaccinated i will say that early in the pandemic which i've talked about quite frequently like in the early days on this podcast about how like my dad was socializing a lot and I did bully him and you know what sometimes you do have to bully people to get them to do the right thing say it worked it worked yeah it's like first in line to get a vaccine too so yeah, like you like get the fuck off my back now yeah, yeah <laughs> you're exactly like, you're welcome no and I like I am I'm very similar we're very similar in that sense that like I'm going to be like I'm going to be really honest. I'm like really ruthless. Like I don't fucking stop. But like there does get to be a point where everybody has their breaking point. And it's also, you know, more than anybody, if you are wasting your time and energy with someone who's like not receptive at all. And uh, it's also not, it can be hard because like we hear like, you have to do all this stuff like this is like, especially this time, like your responsibility, we're protecting other people, responsibility. When it is a relationship of someone who is this close to you, it is not your responsibility to change his mind and make him see the right way and all of that stuff if it sacrifices your well-being. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only so much that you can do. And the t- people who are the best people to talk to 
in like getting the vaccine are people who are like open to listening. And if he's not open to listening, I think like the conversation you have with him is like, I'm not able to maintain contact with you. Like this hurts me a lot. And like, this is really hard. It's really hard for someone who I love and like my dad to, um, not take this seriously and not do the steps necessary that I need as your daughter to see you. And I really don't want this to be a permanent thing. And I understand if you are angry with me and I understand if you have felt like bullied and that has never been my intention. My intention is keeping you safe and keeping everybody around me safe and, um, going off of like correct information. And if you, I hope the day comes soon, but I will be waiting for the day that you reach out and you are ready to listen and you want to get educated and we can make the next steps into you getting a vaccine and we our relationship can move forward. But until you are ready for that, I'm pulling back, but I I'm I am ready at any time that you are to take that step mm-hmm. and put that ball in his court for that. And then like just you really laid on thick like guilt trip the shit out of him with that of like i really miss my daddy i mean daddy just always sounds sexual to me but like i really miss my dad like like lay it on fucking thick and guilt trip the shit out of him and then you'll see but it is also hard when he's in florida yeah wow um well best of luck apologies just know that the stony people are, are going through this and um i hope he's able to get educated me too. So that is it for our episode. We don't have a don't blame them because you all called in a ton of times, but for two episodes over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Two calls. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, Yeah. Two calls. So everybody, the call about the guy who was um, twist pinching his um, girlfriend's nipples without her consent. Wife. Ju- wife. Wife. Um, said wife. Hopefully ex-wife. If you are listening, just know that <laughs> you have dozens of people who would uh, like to um, have a conversation with your husband mm-hmm. in the physical sense. There's so many. There's like, like more than dozen. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come from a couple dozen. Yeah. We've got to just <laughs> name just the time know. and place. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people who, including us, ready to go to bat for you. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was the... The, um, the uh, caller who was in college and felt like everybody else was ahead of her financially. Yes. So just know that you are in the majority. Both of those people. mm -hmm. You've got a lot of support. Yeah. AKA our entire, don't blame every single, don't blame them as people, uh, hyping both of you up and validating both of you. Mm -hmm. So that being said, um, we don't have a don't blame them for this episode, but we would love if you call in for other episodes, leave don't blame them. Um, mix it up. Yeah. Maybe pick one where you're like, I don't think people are going to call in about this. Oh, yeah. You can pick an old episode, too. It doesn't have to be a recent one. And that is it for our episode. Um, If you want to call in, leave us voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Keep it under three minutes. Let us know your pronouns. H and over, have your parents' permission. Write it down and practice. We are also available as a video version on Patreon. We waving hi to Patreon. Hello. We also do live streams twice a month. They're really fun. They're literally just like Zooms of us all hanging out. We have a great time. Mm-hmm. This it's, past one's about the Olympics. Yes. And oh boy, oh boy. Do I for a couple you weeks didn't of the have year, your like 
dick that would have been my dick you hadn't gotten to your like oh uh, runners dicks yet so (laughs) that could have been part of it but it really could have been you know the olympics just like brings up a lot of questions to me mostly about the undergarments people with penises are Mm -hmm. wearing or not wearing and also our cameramen uh, they have to be doing it on purpose there was like well, yeah, but then they also, so someone was also telling me that, like, you'll notice on, like, some things that they shoot from, like, um head, like, they have, like, more overhead angles because some people, like, who are, again, have penises are wearing, like, looser running mm-hmm. shorts and then they have nothing underneath. Yes. And so, like, I'm like, so do they have, like, do they send out the call sheet from the day before? Be like, oh, so-and-so from Germany is not wearing anything. Like, we have a full bush and dick in sight. Like, please keep that because it's live. Yeah, I know that you can google like plenty of penises just hanging that's out. what i mean like you can catch them and yeah. so like i just want to know it's like live. what exactly. is the plan of a te- like how does the conversation go with like the cameraman ahead probably, of time i think the cameraman probably know like they'll like radio into the director and uh-huh. be like hey dick bush out <laughs> i wonder what they have like what they call it yeah because like there's like you know there's mm-hmm. terms for everything on sets yep. and stuff through like camera yeah I wonder if there's like an actual code, like, there you know how there's like is. a, you know, 10 one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look it up. Um, we are, uh, we have an Instagram follow us. We also made a TikTok. Yeah. We got one of our videos taken down. It's because, back now. Oh, is it? it I, sh- I did. Shocked. Fi- I filed a, like, uh, whatever you mm-hmm. do to get it back. See, the only other times that I've had that happen, it was for bullying for Gooby hammer and it mm. didn't come back. Yeah. And so my hopes were low. Yeah, mine too. Because I mean, it it's, said we were. It said sexuality and nudity was wh- yeah. why it got taken down. And meanwhile, Megan and I are sitting there in long ass sweatshirts, <laughs> sweating, yes. like sweating our ass. Yes. Off, summertime sweatshirts. Yeah. Um, speaking of sweatshirts, our merch is. We've got our merch out. Um, it's very cute, wonderful. Mm-hmm. As as it starts to get colder, you can throw a sweatshirt on yeah. or just a summer sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Or put, put some shorts on with it. It's really cute. Or wear nothing underneath it. Live your best track and mm-hmm. feel life. <laughs> Let your dick hang out. Um, and we always have that like linked in the show notes. And it's also on our Instagram and all of that. Follow our own individuals. Buy my book. Uh, my presets are out by the time this is out, obviously. My presets, go get them. And um, anything you want to promote? Uh, follow my Instagram for my business, uh, Diamond Imprint Productions. There's no I in imprint. It's just an M. Please do. She's a wordsmith. It's very cute. Very, you got, you will see like, wow, damn, Melissa does so much. (laughs) You do like. Me and my team. You and your team. Oh no, of course. But like you have like the booked and busy I'm is you. Yeah. It's remarkable. So if you're ever also looking, because everyone always asks for all of their podcasts that you do, you can see. They're all there. You can become a number one Melissa Stan. Mm -hmm. Follow everything you do. Um, Well, that's it. Leave us a review and then we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.